0: Hello, and welcome to this Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles. I am joined by the equivalent of Google, as we call him in the office, Peter Franklin. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) exactly. Um, And also Sally Chatterton. Hello. Fantastic. So today, we are going to uh, unpack further a piece that Peter wrote entitled 30-somethings need home ownership options and fast. But before we go into the particular article that Peter was looking at. Um, Let's just spend a moment to think about why we have this obsession, um, certainly in the UK and actually not in all other European countries, with home ownership. So the particular focus here, as it says in the title, is is the kind of 30-somethings. But actually, you know, we obsess about the kind of 20-somethings into early 30-somethings, not being able to get on the property ladder. I mean, does this really matter?
1: I think it really does. Um, I think home ownership does give people a real stake in their communities, in, in their in their nation, in the economy. I think it gives them the potential of um, collateral if they need loans to set up businesses. And um, I think it's providing for the future because if someone's not a homeowner by the time they retire, where are they gonna live? You know rents paying rent is fine if you're earning well. Try doing that on a pension. You know, it's, it's not going to work um, unless you're in social housing.
2: And Sally, what do you think? I think it's a madness, really, given that we saddle our young people already with so much university debt, and then they have to get further into debt with a massive mortgage. I think that you know, the, uh, there's an element uh, of fluidity that renting allows you that owning a mortgage i having a mortgage doesn't
1: for a while i think but you know you've got to remember that in a lot of cases it's much cheaper to pay for your housing with a mortgage than by rent and even if the monthly outgoings are roughly the same mortgage payments convert into equity rent doesn't convert into anything so you know m- mortgages are giving people ownership in the society. It's the idea of a property-owning democracy. I think it's a very good thing. Um, and, yeah, I'll leave it there. It's predicated,
2: isn't it, on you getting the right sort of mortgage. And, of course, if interest rates
0: do increase, mm, which, you know, they probably will do, then there's going to be an awful lot of people for whom that debt becomes unmanageable. And, and you know, do we want our young people, our 20-somethings, to be taking on a mortgage that they can just about pay um, in current circumstances to find that they can't in I mean potentially just a few years
1: well I think interest rates go up to control inflationary um, forces in 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 society and given the impact on mortgages I don't think we are gonna we can't possibly see the um, increases before because the economy now is that much more sensitive so the slowing effects would kick in much earlier so we're not going to see interest rates go up to 10% or whatever because that would crash the entire economy but we
0: might see them go up to more like 3% and that would have a potentially devastating impact on people's affordability anyway, Mm. we could talk about whether this is you know, whether young people should be owning homes or renting uh, for an entire unpack short, but we are not going to so Peter, tell us which piece you were looking at when you wrote this and why you decided to unpack it
1: well, this is a, a I guess you call it, a blog post by Ian Mulhern, um, who's a former think tanker, economist, academic, I guess. And he has emerged as a bit of a contrarian voice.
0: And we like contrarian voices here at Unheard. Absolutely.
1: Even ones who are wrong, and I don't think he's entirely right I'm in his say, analysis. oh, no, we don't. <laughs> um, but it's good when... <laughs> it's good when... When people disagree and we can, you know, have a proper discussion about okay,
0: it. Okay, so, but what is he disagreeing on?
1: Ah, well, the, the key point of this article, he says that the decline in home ownership is conventionally supposed to be um, a result of um, overly high house prices. He says, well, actually, no, it's um, a function of changing access to mortgage finance.
0: So can you get credit effectively?
1: Yes. Yes. So credit conditions, I suppose, is the technical term. And he says that the uh, decline in home ownership, he said most of it happened uh, not when prices were going up, but when following the crash, um, the housing crash, the financial crisis. Suddenly the banks decided, oh, maybe it's not such a good idea to offer 125% mortgages anymore and and made access to financing much less um, liberal.
2: But, I mean, Sally, it, uh, that strikes me, though, that it's still got a relationship to house but, prices. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, because also doesn't he say that if you take the what we need to do in order to free up the housing market is to let youngsters borrow as much as they used to, Ten years ago, which was many multitudes of their salary. So, basically, let them borrow what they need. Well, because he says, house
0: prices well, are so yes, high. Yes, because so house prices are so So, so his house
2: prices being so high, that is driving the
0: the fact that they can no longer get the credit.
1: Yes. Um, I don't think he was saying exactly that that's what we should do, oh, So I thought he was saying the
2: limits on high.
1: Well, he was saying that's if you really to, to. If you want to push up home ownership, again, you've got two basic options. Either you invite the banking system to take on a lot more risks by by making mortgage conditions. Mortgage How did that condition- work out last time? Well, not well, <laughs> and, and, which he points out. Or the other option, if you don't want the banks to go crazy on lending, is for government to step in and help people um aspiring home homeowners first-time buyers especially um help them with uh, raising a deposit so okay so this this it, is yes.
0: this is the help to buy policy That's that right. uh yeah. was introduced several years ago and then got another big boost in terms of uh government cash um what was it the last party conference, I think. Theresa May, our Prime Minister, announced it. So, you know, this is, this is effectively a government scheme which inflates further the price of homes.
1: Um, well, the government's um, justification would be, no, it's targeting help just at first-time buyers to help them raise the deposits. And interesting right.
2: who those first-time buyers are and what age they are and the votes that indeed
1: yeah um and shock horror government (laughs) doing something for votes well there there is a reason why you'd want to help 30-somethings get mortgages if they don't already because once 30-somethings become 40-somethings and I can tell you from bitter personal experience that happens sooner than you think um then you get in trouble if you haven't Already got on the housing ladder because it becomes that much harder to get anyone to um, um, to 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 lend the money to you because mortgages have to be paid off over a working lifetime, once you get into your 40s, you begin to run out of working okay. lifetime. but,
2: but Assuming we stop at 65, but that's another question
0: again. Well, well yeah, yeah, we could get into the whole, you know, when should you stop working, but we won't. But bringing it back quickly to um, help to buy. I mean, my understanding is you can get help to buy for new build properties. And actually, I believe there has been some analysis done looking at the impact of the help to buy scheme, which shows that effectively the money that's gone into it has just gone towards extra house prices. So, you know, those those um, house builders that are selling or developers that are selling the homes have simply increased their prices effectively to the tune of the help to buy investment. Uh,
1: it, well, except that the the real hurdle though it, for first-time buyers, is raising that deposit, and even if you can raise the deposit, and even if the overall house price is 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 higher, then as long as you can get over the the deposit hurdle, then you can pay off that higher house price, but, that but bigger mortgage over a given number. But ultimately, of years.
0: it's still an economically illiterate uh, approach to ensuring that more people can buy homes because well, the more sensible yes. thing to do would be to actually increase supply rather than further stimulating demand.
1: I totally agree and I think we well, might Let's
0: just end the podcast. <laughs> <right now. laughs>
1: and and I think we might also look at completely different alternatives to mortgages altogether.
0: I feel like we can't hang we can't we can't <laughs> leave the audience hanging there KP, okay, Peter two sentences on what they might well, be Well
1: for instance things like community land trusts right, where you buy the house but the trust owns the value of the land, right. that means what you have to buy is a lot less, but you know, it comes with certain restrictions like you can't resell to capitalise on land value increases. But it gives you an option to own your home, um, but not the option to turn yourself into yet another speculator. speculator. And I think that's something we rarely have to look at in a lot more detail
0: okay well i feel like that was a a a bit of a kind of you know sort of ending which means you want to have a whole other podcast on it which is handy because we're actually going to be doing a housing week coming up and we will indeed have a podcast and maybe that will be one of the areas that gets explored so thank you sally and peter for that discussion i'm not quite sure we entirely came to a consensus on on whether home ownership amongst young people is the most pressing and important of issues um, some disagreement there but we are unheard and we like different voices um, thank you also to james coney for producing the podcast please do subscribe if you haven't already and we will hope you tune in next time